Welcome to a new edition of the Neon Jazz Interview Series with veteran jazz bassist, composer, and band leader, Charnette Moffat. We talked to him about his momentous 17th CD of his career called New Love. His career began as a prodigy, appearing in his father, Charles Moffat's band, at the age of eight. Over the years, he has collaborated as a bassist to the stars with the likes of Wynton Marsalis, Art Blakey, Ornette Coleman, Dizzy Gillespie, Diane Reeves, Harry Connick Jr., David Sanborn, Bette Midler, and the list goes on. He's appeared on over 200 albums, and his wisdom is refreshing. Enjoy this interview. It's a pleasure to talk with you. Thank you for taking a minute out. Oh, my pleasure. So, you know, you have New Love, your, your latest CD, and my question to you first and foremost is, we are linked to a very, very strange time on, planet, on the planet with so many things going on along with the pandemic. Talk to me about the timing. This is probably one of the few ways that you can directly communicate with your fans. So talk to me about your feelings on this coming out now. Uh, that's a great question. Um, well, it's, it's an honor to be here on your radio program. Uh, Kansas City has such a great history of jazz, uh, starting with Charlie Parker. And you've got a legend in your own right right there in town with the great Bobby Watson. I just want to throw uh, respect out to Bobby Watson. Yes, sir. Yeah, um, New Love uh, is a blessing, a record for me uh, professionally and personally. It started with my um, my new relationship with the wonderful Jana Herzen, who is the leader of Motema Music, the CEO of Motema Music. So New Love is uh, really the, the truth about my life today. Uh, as a jazz artist, we're always writing music from our personal experiences, traveling around this globe. I've been doing it now, Joe, for, what, 40 years? Uh, it's a long time. I started really young. Over a period of time and transitions in your life, human beings are constantly in the process of uh, changing. And so it's quite natural to evolve your music uh, in a professional capacity, the way that your life is changing, of the different influences that are happening with you in your everyday life experiences. Uh, it features electric fretless bass, which has always been a great love that I've uh, been doing for a long time now, uh, which is the follow-up to uh, Bright New Day. New Love is a, a different format. It, it features um, vocals by uh, Jana and I, and also um, young drummer Malik Coley featured on a few tracks, Corey Garcia uh, on most of the tracks, and uh, also Erin Hall on various saxophones. And uh, this contribution that they made really opened up the music tremendously because I wanted to open up the sound of the music so that the bass could resonate more as a lead instrument without having so many uh, frequencies that are in the same register as the bass so that the bass can play more in the lead capacity. So I've been taking some of the techniques that I've learned from the people like the great Ornette Coleman always enjoying some of his earlier trio work quite naturally from the records he did with my dad, Charles Moffat. And I'm kind of aiming at more of that kind of energy on certain selections of songs like uh, Higher higher Dimensions, which is definitely harmonically influenced. But then there are like really songwriting material on there, like songs like Little Flowers, which is more in the structure of a um, singer-songwriter mode. 
So, and there's various influences, things that I did with McCoy, like on I Didn't Know and Fly in the Wind, and then it goes on. So we're all a product of our environment and our experiences in life, and we're constantly learning and growing and changing, and this is the product that has been produced from this reality, which is new love. So obviously over the pandemic, you know, talking about new love, that's triumphant at any point. What what have you learned about yourself over this time that's going to make you a stronger musician and person as you get back to live music and really push this new album? To be thankful. <laughs> to be very <laughs> thankful as, as much as possible and to remember to be thankful because um, uh, the video that we just put out, Rejoice, which uh, people seem to be responding quite uh nicely too. Uh, it's about really celebrating. I mean, everybody's been affected by this pandemic tremendously, I mean, internationally speaking. So it's it's um, it's something definitely to overcome. And a lot of people are still going through it. And it's a process. So I mean, this is all things that are happening in our society today. So if we could uplift the spirits of human beings and give them some hope and joy for tomorrow, using our art and our creativity, and that's really what I'm motivated to do as an artist to keep to keep things going on in a positive way for the future, so that um, we all have something to look forward to. And you know, when we do return to live music, what do you hope we all realize about the power of live music that we've been away from? When you're on stage, we're in the audience. What do you hope we collectively realize about this? The connection of human beings coming together with one accord of love. Just as you and I have never met each other, but we're improvising spontaneously, having a conversation that's respectful about a particular subject matter, which is really talking about humanity. And so music is a universal language, and it has always uh, brought people together. So when you have beautiful relationships and new experiences, and you're learning from your old experiences, you have more of an appreciation for the respect of humanity because you realize that all human beings are going through some kind of scenario of one thing or another, even if there wasn't a pandemic. So it makes you really appreciate the, the fact that we all need love in our life and we all need support from each other to make things a brighter day. It, it sounds very uh, cliche-ish, but the truth of the matter is without love, we have nothing. Man, that's such an eloquent answer. I've heard so many different interpretations, and that's totally spot on. It's beautiful. Um, you know, you had mentioned your father being involved in music. You kind of obviously have a lineage in the world of music and jazz, but how did the seeds exactly begin for you? How did you get this love for the music? <laughs> that's a great question, Jeff. My dad came home with a half-size bass when I was seven years old. I just had my 54th birthday a few days ago. <laughs> uh, <laughs> last week, I guess it was. It seems like I'm still celebrating. <laughs> Good. And, Good for uh, you. You know, in 1975, I did my first tour with the Moffat family, and uh, he needed a bass player. I was playing trumpet at the time, actually. I started out on drums. And he came home, and he said, look, these are the low notes, and these are the high notes. <laughs> see how many different ways you can make music using these notes. <laughs> so that's what I did. I wasn't thinking about whether I was playing the note C, two octaves higher or not. <laughs> so the next thing I know, we're off to Japan doing a tour, and ever since then I've been on the road when we're not in the pandemic. <laughs> 
and that's if I can get a gig. <laughs> but it's, yeah. it's it's really amazing because when you when that kind of free free expression about the vibration of energy and communicating, you realize it's the feeling that you're giving out through your music that's the most important thing. That's why you learn to appreciate different sounds. So the first sound that I appreciated was Eastern sounds. I started hearing this Eastern music traveling to Asia so young. So I kept those sounds, and then I started to mix them with the Western sounds. The interesting thing about playing an upright bass that most people have known me to do, uh, playing a fretless instrument, well, it's electric, is fretless too, you can play in the cracks between the different sounds of the instrument. So if you're playing, let's say, uh, B and C or E and F, those are half steps. But there's actually a sound that exists between those two spaces. Like if you look at something from a graph, like a, like how small a, a millimeter is. So when you think about it, everything is relative to the vibration you're in at the moment based on the harmony that you're agreeing with who you're communicating with. So what I mean in a diatonic way, musically speaking, if someone is playing a note that's slightly sharp or slightly flat, and I'm, if I'm hearing it that way, like Miles used to do it deliberately. He would bend the note. He was slurring to notes. It was amazing, right? So emulating the voice. So a fretless instrument like a violin or a fretless bass allows you to play in those spaces as you're reaching the bullseye mark of what? Unity. That's what makes our harmony so um, great is when it works together. <laughs> so yeah. I'm not thinking in the traditional way as the basis on this album. I'm thinking more as the bass is a uh, as a, using it as a voice. And speaking of the voice, uh, I realized Joe that the sound that I was looking for was right there in, in my in my uh, own body in my heart, which is why I started incorporating uh, more vocals on my last uh, three records. For anyone who's been following my career. To be honest, that started with um, praise and worship, um, keeping the Sabbath day, <laughs> which is uh, I've now have, you know, when you go through some themes in life, you go through a spiritual uh, quest and discover new things that are beautiful. And so for my new spiritual beliefs and understanding, I should say, um, through preparing praise and worship, I started to understand really where my voice was. <laughs> And it's like, okay, everything is spirit. Music is spirit. So then that moves into who you are and what you're about and what you're sharing with others. And that's really the, the most important thing about uh, music is to really um, bring people together. So if we can do that now that we're over this tough times, as you mentioned earlier, with the pandemic, then that's a beautiful thing. You know, you had mentioned Ornat Coleman and the influence of him. And every time I hear his name, I think innovation. I think moving things in a direction that is always innovative. And when I think about you and your career and what you're doing, is that always something that's in your mind? Or, or how, how are you approaching kind of your creative path through the music? I'm just always trying to, I'm always just being myself. I mean, that's all I've ever done. <laughs> Whether mm. people love it or they don't like it, I just, I have to do what I feel and what's right for me. And, um, you know, it's, you can't be the same way you were when you were at this stage of your life or when you were at that. I mean, I played with so many musicians. I can remember my, uh, I can remember playing with Tony Williams. <laughs> it was amazing. Art Blake. Yeah. Actually, in Kansas City, the first time I was in Kansas City, I was, uh, boy, that was a long time ago. <laughs> uh, that was, uh, I played with Jay, Jay McShann. Wow. wow. 
that was yeah. an amazing experience. Uh, I had, uh, had won some competition. Uh, at that time, it was called the NAJE. I think they had it's IAJE now. And it was um, Carolyn Carrington, who's also a fellow Multima artist, uh, had a very sensational record, um, Grammy-nominated this uh, last past year. And also, um, who else was in there? Oh, Harry, Harry Connick. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and my, buddy, my, buddy, my buddy Harry, So, uh, which I later recorded with him as well. And Chris Potter, that's right. Chris Potter, great, great saxophonist. And so uh, we're all like the old guys now, the old cats. <laughs> but yet we're still the young cats compared to the, the masters like Wayne and Herbie. You know? <laughs> so yeah. it, 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 it's really amazing how this process of evolution of life is continuing and we're passing down this history with all the influences. And now you've got all the other other generation that, that has come up since I've come, like the Christian McBrides and the Esper, Esperanza uh, and all of these other wonderful artists that are out here that have been out here for quite a while now. Um, so, you know, I'm just really understanding more about myself, what it is that I would like to do, how I would like to live my life, where I am at this time in my life, what's important, you know. When you have some time to spend together like you do during the uh, pandemic, it really makes you think about what's important in life, what the value of life is in that, from a spiritual standpoint and Music is all spiritual. It's all energy. It's all something that brings people to another uh, awareness of understanding and intellectual thought. You know, it's fascinating. In that one short piece right there, you had mentioned a lot of very heavy cats in the world of jazz, from Mark Lakey to Tony Williams, Harry Connick. My, I'm curious, you know, during this evolution of your life, and we were a, an accumulation of all of these experiences that we've gone through, what have you learned from these amazing musicians you've been around that has in turn helped you be a mentor and a uh, and, and and a figure to look up to for all these younger musicians you're around. Uh, keep it real. <laughs> Everybody's hmm. doing their thing. They're doing what they love to do. No artist is the same. You can't expect them to be the same. I appreciate everyone's value of uh, for their artistic concept, and um, that's what I've learned the most. Actually, uh, working with my partner uh, on producing. The Nothing But Love and the live record. Um, and it's amazing because we have these upcoming shows uh, starting on the 23rd of June that we're going to be doing uh, that will be live streamed at Yoshi's. And I just want to give a little permission for that, and that will be running for two weeks. So you can go to our website and check that information out at um, motema.com and also um, com. We're just moving forward here, and uh, I've learned so much. You know, one thing you got to realize, there's only 12 notes in music, diatonically speaking. So it, it, all these different styles of music are being created by the same 12 notes. <laughs> yeah. That, that says that there has to be some kind of bridge that's connecting everything. So really, it just comes down to two things. Is it positive or is it negative? And in life, you really can't have one without the other. That's why the balance is so important. You know, there's been so many momentous, like, movements that have affected the world of jazz, but jazz has always been a very strong art form. How do you mm -hmm. think the world of jazz is going to emerge stronger out of everything that we've experienced over this last year? Well, that's another great question. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, there, there's so many different possibilities. I, I, artists have always had to rise up during um, 
tough times and kind of set the tone for the atmosphere they help the humanity on the planet, whether it's been John Coltrane or Beatles, for that matter. But, you know, that's the, the, we're in the arts. And uh, once you realize we have a responsibility as artists, just as, you know, other people in their professions have responsibilities to keep us safe when we're traveling, flying planes, or doctors when you have a procedure that needs to be done. You know, the music is important. It's, it's food for the soul. And uh, if we can um, focus on the art of music, then that is most important for me, personally speaking. You know, every day you get to wake up and create something. You're uh, you're an, an artist and you create music. What do you look forward to the most every day when you wake up, knowing that you're a professional musician? First thing, I'm just glad that I woke up. <laughs> 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 so it's like when I wake up, I, I, I start to you have to I pray <laughs> because that's what I do. I don't know who else does that, but that's what I do. And so when you wake yeah. up in the morning and start praying, I'm not a perfect person by no means. That's why I'm praying to get perfect. <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, you know, I, I, that's the highest point there to start with the creators. <laughs> um, yeah. So then after that, I start thinking about, wow, what is it that I have to attend to today and take care of for responsibilities, whether they're business responsibilities or personal responsibilities, and with the new record out, there's quite a bit of both at the moment, to be honest. <laughs> but, um, you know, the music is like, um, it's a life force. So you're living the music, you know, so that can respect the hip-hop generation of how bold they were and the integrity that they're living their, 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 their concept. So it started with the bebop cats, you know. So it's all a transition. Everyone lives their music, whether you're a European classical composer. You're living it. It's, 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 your, it's, it's everything you're doing. Uh, think about uh, someone who's been playing for a lifetime, who's still out here doing it. You know, I mean, I, Herbie Hancock getting ready to go on tour, and he's getting on, but he's still full of so much energy from the spirit of me that he can pull that off. That's amazing, you know? So <laughs> it's, it's a blessing to be able to play music is what I'm trying to say for a living. Without a doubt. You know, over this yeah. last year without live music, did you ever have any memory magical moments on stage that would pop into your head to kind of keep that yearning for being back on stage? Well, I mean, there's, there's many of them, to be perfectly honest. I can write a book about that at this point. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, I was like uh, 16 years old when I was on the Grammy Awards with uh, the great Winston Marcellus, my friend Winston. <laughs> you know, that's a long time ago. So when you're like 17 years old, 16, 17, you're out there and you're doing all of supporting artists and doing all that, things like that. I mean, that can really, uh, when you're young, you're thinking about things from another perspective is what I'm trying to say. So it's easy to not understand everything fully is what I'm trying to say. I mean, when we were all young at that time, you know. So, um, and then you go through another stage. So there have been major stages in my life. There's been the, the Moffat family, early Moffat family years, and then there's been the, you know, the, the early Black Coles years, and then there's been the Stanley Jordan years, and there was the, the Tony Williams time, and then the Sanborn years, and, the, and then it keeps going, you know, the Harry Connick time, the McCoy time, <laughs> the Ornan Coleman time, and, and you know, there's a bunch of various other things in between that, you know, things I did, but there's like stages of my <laughs> career, those things that I supported, but the whole time, Joe, I kept my focus on my own music, 
And I'm proud to say 17 years later that I'm really just starting to do uh, a, a fresh um, sound for me creatively that's inspiring me to, to uh, look forward to getting back out there and doing some more touring and bringing this new love uh, to the people. So speaking of new love, what do you ultimately want the listener to get from this, from your latest album, from this artistic expression? I want them to get exactly however they feel what they get from it. <laughs> Each person is different. They're not in a fixed position, and they can listen to it and appreciate it from their own open mindset. And whatever that is of how it makes them feel, then I'm thankful for that. The one thing when I, as I'm thinking about what you're saying and, and the history and the elders you've been around, the thing that always strikes me about jazz is it always remains strong. The masters are always humble, absolutely talented. And there's, there's just a level of being grounded and, and being very, there's a level of being grounded that is very evident through the world of jazz. How, how has that remained throughout all these years? Why is jazz such a strong art form? That's simple. All those great musicians, they just love what they're doing. And they're just trying to get better at what they're doing as they keep on uh, discovering new ideas. You know, creativity is eternal. It never stops. So it, that's why you have to be thankful. Uh, having good people around you allow you to, to um, keep good soils and fresh waters so that you can continue to have the proper nutrients to keep moving forward. We all need oxygen and water to live. That's you know, a necessity, right? So, totally. <laughs> totally. No matter who you are, what you think, what you believe. <laughs> you know, yeah. So. It's um, it's a way of life. So that that's what it comes down to. I mean, we're we're having fun and we're still discovering, and then there's there's different levels of it. You know, it's like an onion. <laughs> so um, for me, it's it's the love of enjoying what you're doing and uh, and still discovering new possibilities to make music and um and a creative way that feels right for me to do so. Beautiful. So everyone has an idea, perception of who they think you are, your family, your friends, your fans, that ultimately you live your life. Who do you think you are? Oh, well, thanks to Heavenly Father and Heavenly Mother, I've become their child. <laughs> That's who I am. Hmm. All right, yes, yeah, Elohim. Kingdom of heaven There's the king of kings. Can't have the king without the queen. <laughs> That's why yeah. in the last verse, there's the spirit and the bride. They come, take the free gift, the water of life. So that's what's inspiring me throughout my life and my journey as I'm continuing to go in spirit and truth, making this new music with new love on Maltema Music. Absolutely beautiful. This has been a wonderful surprise. It's been so great to catch up with you. Good luck with the album and the return to the stage. It's been a joy, man. Joe, it's a pleasure. It certainly has been a joy. And enjoy life and uh, take care of yourself out there and stay safe. Thanks for listening and tuning in to another Neon Jazz interview where we give you a bit of insight into the finest players in L.A., New York, Kansas City, and spots all over the world giving fans all that jazz. And thanks to Charnette for his time, music, and story. If you want to hear more interviews, go to Famous Interviews with Joe Domino in the iTunes store. Visit Neon Jazz at YouTube.com and for everything Neon Jazz all the time, go to the neonjazz.blogspot.com. Until next time, enjoy the jazz, my friends. Neon Jazz.